Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. You're now listening to episode 87 of the show. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my faithful co-host, Matt. What's going on this week, brother? Not much. Just got back from work. Um, Work's been a little simpler now since we have a lot more people back. There's nobody out of work right now, so... Not as much for me to do. I'm just doing little pieces here and there. So I'm not there for like 10 hours a day. So it's actually kind of nice. And we're able to do stuff like after we're done recording this episode, we're going to go play a nice little round of golf. Yep. I, I haven't played in like five weeks and we're playing at a course I've never played before. And it's going to absolutely annihilate me mentally. So I'm just preparing myself for what's about to come later in a couple hours. That's uh, all right. It's, it's one of the nicest courses around here and we got it at a good rate. So... It'll be nice to kind of just go and, and, and look at the scenery because it's right back amongst the sound. Um, and then honestly, it's a Wednesday. Uh, wait, is today Wednesday? Yeah, today's yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday in the middle of July. It should be pretty quiet. I'm hoping it'll be quiet. Um, hopefully there'll be nobody up our ass. So yeah, it should be fun. Um, as for content this week, it'll be a pretty short one. I think Matt and I are once again just going to try and round off our... Um, coverage of the summer's transfers following the Euro and some of the other uh, national tournaments. Teams are getting business done in the Premier League, so we want to make sure that we cover everything before next week um, we kind of launch ourselves full swing into the season itself. Uh, Next week will be our predictions, and the following week um, will be week one predictions so table predictions next week week one predictions the following and then the season's there and and we're pretty much started and then you know a couple weeks into that um i'm gonna bring back wake up wednesday we're gonna have uh i'm gonna have the the nfl lines and stuff like that um so so yeah um we're kind of getting back into podcast full swing season i'm excited um but with that being said um i'm I'm gonna let you bring us into to transfer talk all right so the like evan said this is our third week doing the transfer talk it's gonna be a lot more condensed uh not we're not gonna go team by team and stretch it out to like an hour hour and a half long episode um so we're just gonna touch mainly on the on the confirmed deals done since the last week and then touch on some rumors uh players leaving and whatnot from clubs uh and then uh We'll close out from there. So nice little simple episode. And I guess to start off, um, we were saying before Tottenham have been doing the most business since our last episode. Yeah. Um, I think they did a little bit like right the day we were recording. Mm-hmm. The one deal was uh, Brian Gill from Sevilla. Uh, we'll touch on them later. Sevilla is doing a lot of business right now, selling a lot of players. Um, he They did a swap deal in 25 mil, uh, including Lamilla to get him. Eric Lamilla, I should say. Yep. So he he finally leaves. He was one of those players that was brought in with the initial bail money uh, once he went to Madrid. I think he's been there seven, eight years. So his time is over there. Uh, they bring in a 20-year-old winger uh, with a lot of potential. Uh, and they also bring in a goalkeeper from Atlanta, uh, another 26-year-old Italian, Gulini. I think Gulini is how you pronounce it. Yep. I think they got him on a one-year loan-to-buy deal. So... There, it's looking like he'll be the Larice replacement. I don't know what yeah. his current status is on his contract. I'm assuming if they're bringing this guy in, uh, he, he's looking probably like he's not going to stay yep. uh, long term. Isn't he already like in his early 30s? Larice? Like 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting up there, and I think they're starting to get like diminishing returns in terms of what they're getting out of him and what they're paying him. Um, yeah. So I would imagine Lloris will be on the move, maybe not this year, but probably next year. Yeah, and then on the um, heading out of the door is uh, Juan Foyth. I think mm-hmm. he goes back to La Liga. They get 16 mil for him, and also... Uh, the most recent uh, exit is Alderweireld, one of their yeah. most uh, capped center backs at the club. He goes to, I think Qatar. The, the club's listed here as Al yeah, Duhali. I think Duhail. it's uh, Saudi Arabia that that league is, but he's he's going over there and playing in in the um, yeah the desert league. As I yeah, call I'm surprised it. he didn't just go back to Belgium or something, but I guess he was getting a nice little paycheck there. Yeah, that's like China. It's like the guys that go to China, you know, how like Hulk went yeah. to China, stuff like that. The money is like it's oil money, so you know he's mm-hmm. he's trying to make a bag. I, I get it before he retires. Yeah, so um, I guess two parts here. I wanted to ask you. So what what do you think about these players brought in so far? Um, and then the second part of the question is the guys leaving. Uh, the, all these guys listed here are a lot of defenders, and they haven't brought in any. Um, so that's my two-part question for you. What do you think about the guys coming in and out? Yeah, I think defensively, um, Tottenham's going to be in a pretty tough spot. Uh, losing Alderweireld, and then obviously you don't have Vertonghen anymore either. He's been gone for a while. Um, those two guys were so important. They had so much chemistry because they were both Belgian, played on the national team together for a long time, um, and now you have neither of them. Um, you're pretty much left with with Sanchez. Who's there others? Except Sanchez is on Fire. his way out too. I heard. So yeah, there were rumors about him, but I don't know if they're gonna let him go after letting two, these two go. So, so I think I think they have Sanchez and uh, Dyer who can slip in there. Yeah, and Reguilon signed a new contract. Um, well, I need to yeah. put that out there. He signed a new contract a couple days ago. I think. Um, yeah. that was a two year extension. So that's a good move, but. I don't think that you can rely solely on Reguilon, and if you want to play him out on the left instead of moving him into the center where you may, they may need to, um, then then Tottenham could be looking at a tough situation defensively. Uh, offensively, the the Gill Brian Gill signing it's okay. Um, I haven't seen a ton of him, but I'm looking at his stats here, and it seems like that could be a a decent move. I believe he would play it all last season on loan with Ibar. In, yeah, uh, La Liga he did the whole year there. He, he had six goals and four assists, I think. Here it's listed. Yeah, yeah. So not awful, and he's he's young enough. Um, only twenty years old. That's very young. Um, so we'll have to see how his development tracks in the Premier League. You know, sometimes people are stunted when they move in too early, um, and sometimes they excel. So I don't really know what to expect. I haven't seen enough of him with my own eyes to give you a position on that. Right. Um, but, but in for 27 or <clears throat> 27.5 mil, um, you know, not, not pennies, definitely not pennies. That's a, that's an expensive move. Um, but with the movement of Vinicius who, you know, they were playing kind of all over, he played in that left role sometimes. Um, and the, the, um, return of, of Bale to Madrid, you needed to get a new guy in there, um, to fill the wing position, whether Gil stays on the left or plays the left and the right. Um, you know, that remains to be seen, but a, a good move, I think. We don't even know if Nuno is going to come out as three four three. I think that's what we're right. leaning towards. So yeah. I feel like if he's doing that, maybe we're going to see like a uh, Orier kind of slide in as a right center back or Ben Davies as a left center back just for coverage until they can uh, get more players in. If not now, then in the winter, because I think the new ruling is once the season kicks off, the window closes in the Premier League. I don't know if that's 
how it works now. I think that's what I heard, but if not, they'll have until the end of August either way. But um, it's coming it's coming down to the wire, so a lot of teams are going to have to finish up business. Um, one team doing a lot of good business right now and getting major major players into the league is uh, Man United. The Jay and Sancho deal is officially done, five-year deal, repping the number 25. Uh, so now they have their big star guy on the right uh, with Greenwood probably going to play behind him. We're going to see Martial in rotation now. So uh, with Rashford, Cavani, and Bruno... Uh, they're gonna have a dangerous attack with depth now. That's the yeah. major key when um, you're one of these top four clubs pushing for the prem is to have a lot of key guys in those depth positions. Um, and also they confirmed uh, it's not official official yet, but for the Varane deal. But I think he just has Crazy. to get his medical done, and the clubs have agreed on terms, and he's already had personal terms done. Uh, but he's shown respect for Madrid, not forcing anything. So. You have a guy like Rafael Varane at the age of 28 coming to partner with Maguire. This is a dream partnership for United. Uh, and they also get a new attacker in Jane Sancho, 21 years old, a uh, young attacker with a lot of potential. Um, so, do you, I mean, I already have my opinion on this, but do you see United finishing top four and even pushing for that one position against City? Oh, if Varane stays healthy, I think that their defense... And, and Shaw keeps that form that he had like in the Euro. So right. United could be really solid all over the park. Um, the end of last season, they were so, so, so strong. And I just think signing Varane, and especially signing Varane for 35 mil, that's, they got him for nothing, dude. Thirty-five million. I think is... that has to do with the whole Super League thing and them being financially backed, or I, not I backed, mean, but having issues like Barcelona. It has to, and you know, United's going to have to pay him. You know, the, his wages are going to be astronomical, of course. Yeah. Um, they're going to be up there with what Van Dyke makes per week. That's just that's how it is with with these marquee defenders. But, um, in terms of the fee that that United had to pay. They got away. That's that's a you know that's a ransom. Like they they got away with with murder there. Thirty five million is nothing. We're paying fifty million for Ben White. Allegedly, Arsenal's paying fifty million for Ben White. Is he younger? Sure, but he has he's not even half the quality of somebody like Veron. So, it, it, I just I don't know, dude. If if United can get maybe one or two more guys to to kind of like fill out the midfield, if Pogba leaves, um. They they could be serious contenders. Like, I'm I'm very worried about that team. And they're still linked with uh, Kieran Trippier. I don't know right, how much. Yeah. At right back, just to for backup positions for Wambasaka because he played almost every single game last year mm -hmm. uh, with no rest. Uh, we saw Alex Tellez come in at the left. Didn't play a major role. Uh, we saw Luke Shaw play a majority of the minutes and. Uh, Brandon Williams, another guy in the depth, didn't even see any seconds of time. So they have a lot of great guys. I mean, we, we've talked about Van de Beek before. Um, so they're looking like a powerhouse right now on paper. I'll just make that point right now. On paper right now, they look like a powerhouse. We're going to have to wait and see for the first few games of the year. I know they have favorable matchups the first couple weeks, um, the first three weeks, I think, and then they have a challenge against Aston Villa. But um, it's looking good for them. And if they can keep Pogba... Um, which I don't know if that's going to be possible because yeah. he's not accepting new contract uh, offers from the club. I think they've offered him 350 grand a week, and he's declined. I think he wants at least what De Gea gets Imagine. at 375. Yeah. Uh, but surprisingly, De Gea is the most paid guy or the highest paid guy in the league. Yep, which is shocking. So 
that's probably going to change if Harry Kane moves or if Pogba gets what he wants. But um, if you're United, I think Pogba has two years left on his current deal. And if they don't get anything done and next summer comes around, he could leave on a free. So that's going to be big problems because they can get at least 50 mil for him to PSG. Yeah. But we're going to have to wait and see for that. That's probably going to get um, fixed up once the Varane stuff's finished and whatever other signings they make. Uh, but they have a lot of people to please at that club now with with star players. So it's gonna be it might be a little too much for them to handle. You never know. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to uh, another big club, uh, haven't done a lot of business, but now they're in the headlines, starting to make moves. Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, they they filled in that Willie Caballero role at third goalkeeper spot with Marcus Bettinelli from Fulham, um, 29 years old, English fills that little uh, check mark for English players, and he's not a half-bad goalkeeper for the Cup games. Uh, could, be, could be interesting to see what he can offer in those matches and if he's called upon if we have a couple injury issues uh, and his number's called. But I think that's an all right signing. And then also we were saying uh, Julie, I think Jules Koundé. Yep. Um, all of a sudden he's there uh, from Sevilla. I think earlier in the year, uh, back in May, Tottenham were looking to get him. But he declined because he wanted to play in Champions League football. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will get that with Sevilla, but I think he would get a massive pay increase if he comes to Chelsea. Um, and he get, plays in a squad that's much more likely to go further in that competition on paper. Uh, the market's valuing him at sixty-six mil dollars. Uh, I don't know what he's gonna, what it's gonna turn out to come out to be, but hopefully that forty to fifty million if they can negotiate right. Uh, and potentially Kurt Zuma may be offered in the swap deal. Um, do you think this is like a good trade for us? He's, I think he's at the age of 22. He was in the Euro 2020. Or the, he was in the past Euro squad. Um, I don't think he was on any other teams before that, major tournament teams. But uh, he's a very promising player. Do you think this is a decent deal for us to make? Or do you think there's somewhere else we need to invest? Yeah, so Kunde is only 22. He's very, yeah. very young. He's going to give you longevity, I think. Um, what I've seen from him so far in the past couple of years, um, and also in the Euro, we didn't get to see a ton of him. He only made one appearance um, yeah. in that game with Portugal. Um, but but what I've seen of Kunde and what I can tell, other, you know, the scouts have said, he's he's certainly worth what Chelsea are willing to give up. Um, I think the Zuma experiment has sort of run its course. I think Zuma's a solid center back. Um, but he, you know, but just a few years ago, I thought Zuma was the kind of player that I think Kunde is now, and and he didn't pan out that way. But it's because he moved around a lot. Um, he didn't really get a fair shake anywhere. So yeah. I think that Kunde is, you know, a good option. I think if Chelsea are going to pull the trigger, that they need to pull the trigger now because I know there's other teams looking at him. Um, I think Liverpool was one of the teams that they were talking about. Um, that we're looking at him and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I think if, if Chelsea are going to pull the trigger, it's time to do it now and, and get him in here and get him training because um, it, it's only going to help. And of course they have um, Tiago Silva. So yeah, who wouldn't, as a center back, who would not want to learn from Tiago Silva? He's one of the greatest ever. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason he shouldn't club and or shouldn't come to the club. Yeah, um, it, it'll be interesting to see where he falls in the squad depth um, because right now you got Silva, Rudiger, and that third spot kind of open. You kind of you can put Asp in there if you want because mm-hmm. uh, he is the club captain and he deserves to be in there. But 
challenging with Reese James for time at right wing back. Um, and then we also have Christensen. And uh, I'm sure Mulling Saar will also be loaned out again, probably, because it's going to be too tough to have like six, seven center backs in the squad um, not getting any playing time or equal playing time. So um, definitely a few guys are going to have to go out on loan soon. But um, the other thing is the Holland rumors are continuing on. Uh, potentially the most recent one was not official, but there were talks of 150 million, oh. uh, I think, euros to Dortmund for Holland. Uh, previous ones had involved Abraham and Hudson Adoy going the other way, including money, but um, I don't think anything's going to change Dortmund's mind because they've already sold Jaden Sancho, um, and if they lose another key player like him, uh, their squad might not compete at the level they want to get Champions League football this season. So they're trying to look at this season performance because losing too many key players will mess up the squad flow. Um, and also, I think they got a new manager, too. And, and Holland's all come out recently and said that uh, he hasn't talked to his agent in the past month. So that shows where he stands on all this stuff. He doesn't plan on leaving. Yep. Uh, next year, he obviously is going to leave because in his release clause, it's 75 mil. That's an absolute bargain for him, especially if he has another year like he did in the past. Um, so next summer might be even crazier because Mbappe is going to become a free agent. He's not signing a new contract. You'll have Holland uh, with his release clause. Uh, if Pogba decides to move, Ronaldo is going to be a free agent. So next summer is going to be pretty crazy if people can't uh, lock these guys down. But um, that's all I have to say about the Chelsea stuff. I'm sure they'll do more business. Uh, they're definitely going to have to sell a few more players. I know Abraham was linked with Arsenal. Um, I guess moving on in Arsenal. What do you think about that? Is Abraham a decent guy to bring in at the forward position with uh, Lacazette aging a little bit? Yeah, so I think Arsenal do well with that target man type thing. Um, you, you We just saw the, the whole Giroud thing. Like Giroud was very, very good for Arsenal. Um, yeah. I think that Arsenal play better when a majority of the buildup is in the midfield, um, when the pacier guys are out on the wings, and when we have a slower... Um, more deliberate and practiced finisher up top. And Tammy is young, so I don't know if he fits that role necessarily yet, but he is very, very tall. Like, he's yeah. gigantic. Um, and I do think that he's an all right finisher. I, we haven't seen a ton of him because Chelsea got the other guys in last year. You know, last year would have been the year that, that we got to see a ton of Tammy, and, and we didn't because he was just behind in the squad rotation. Um I think that if if Arsenal could get Tammy for a decent price, you know, maybe 20 like 40 was what I was hearing. It was 40. 40's maybe a little much, I think. Um but he's English. So that's that's another and it's a domestic club. It's cross town. I don't know if Chelsea would be charging everybody 40, but they're definitely going to charge Arsenal 40, you know. Right. Um I don't know if I'd be willing to pay 40, maybe towards 30, maybe meet in the middle at 35. I'd be happy. Um, but I think Tammy's, you know, I think he's got a lot of class. And I think if he develops in the right spot, gets a couple more years in his early 20s um, at a place where he's getting, you know, time every game, um, that he could be, he could really develop and become a fantastic striker. So um, I'd be happy, I think, if, if Arsenal brought him in. I don't want them to bring him in and make him sit on the bench. Uh, if, if Lacazette goes out, I'd say they have to pull the trigger on somebody like that. Yeah. Because I think at Letty, sorry, I think at Letty are, are eyeing, uh, Lacazette. Yeah. He's looking to move around. 
uh, potentially. Definitely, if he leaves, you're going to have to fill in that spot because you'll only have Aubameyang and, uh, and Ketia that can play there. So, um, And then the other thing you were talking about uh, before you went on about that is the midfield. Um, they, I heard rumors that potentially Arsenal are going to try to jump on uh, Madrid bleeding out, potentially get Odegaard to come out of that squad uh, so. with their financial issues. Um, Odegaard said that he wants to compete to get in that play, into that uh, squad and get some minutes because that is an aging midfield in there. Um, so potentially he could get minutes for them. But financially, if Real Madrid has to sell and Arsenal give them the right price, I think they're going to take it. Um, so do you think Odegaard, after his performance in the winter, uh, loan spell, was that good enough to come back on a full full deal? 100% good enough to come back on a full deal, and I think we could get him for a cut rate, just like you're seeing, you know, Varane leaving. Like, they got him, United got him for fucking pennies. So yeah. I think that we definitely could. You know, Odegaard's probably worth 20 mil, 25, you know, maybe even 30. Um, I'd be willing to pay that for sure. And with a renewal of ESR, I don't know if I feel comfortable bringing Odegaard in because, you know, Smith Rowe is young. I don't want him to feel as if he's going to be overshadowed at, at any point. Um, but I don't think that it can hurt the depth. If we're going to play with an attacking midfielder, you need somebody that you can move in. And Arsenal do rotate their squad quite a bit. So um, I think Odegaard's certainly a, a, an option for for Arsenal. And if they can get him for you know, the fire sale price, then definitely, definitely worth, uh, worth inquiring. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, moving on to Aston Villa slash Man City, because it involves both clubs with Jack Grealish, uh, potentially Man City are going to put in a bid for, I think 75 M's Jesus. for Grealish. And, uh, if that goes through, because I think him and Holland or him and Harry Kane were city's top two tra- targets this season. Yeah. But, uh, there's been no official, uh, business being made yet in the headlines but um if Grealish leaves I think you were saying that uh, Leon Bailey was potentially a, a replacement for them they were looking yes. at uh from the Bundesliga young Jamaican winger from Bayern Leverkusen uh do you think that's a decent uh reasonable replacement for somebody like Jack Grealish well <laughs> nobody's gonna replace Grealish um in the hearts of the fans or really on the pitch but Leon Bailey has the same ability to be a dynamic, very sharp, quick, jerky player like Grealish does, right? He cuts inside. Um, he has <clears throat> he has the ability to get the ball on frame, and I think he's he's he just has that same like cut in ability that Grealish has. Um, and he's gonna take on he's gonna take on outside backs and and really push forward and that's really the kind of player you need to find if you're gonna try and replace Grealish. I don't think he's of the same caliber, um, and he certainly hasn't trained in the in the prem where you know you're facing the best outside backs in the world. He's played some of those slower guys in Europe or in in Germany for the past five six years, however long he's been at Leverkusen. Um, so I don't know if it's a, it's going to be a direct replacement. I don't think I think you're going to be missing something if you lose Grealish. Um, but it's certainly it's good business. I mean, um, I I don't know what the price is that they're that they're kind of discussing with uh, Leverkusen. That's not public yet, but it's it's a good move I think for them. The website here values him at thirty eight and a half million dollars, which yeah. would probably be like thirty mil in uh, pounds. But yeah. um, they've already spent forty on Buendia, who's a solid replacement in itself, and, and uh, 
Bailey would would include would add some some much needed depth into that attack for Villa uh, to push for another top ten finish, which I definitely think they can. For sure, uh, because they they haven't they haven't lost anybody massive from their squad last season. A lot of older guys on the squad um, and the Samata guy, but nobody like crazy. And they also bring in a guy like Ashley Young that brings a lot of Premier League experience. And we'll see what role he'll play. I don't know how much time he'll get. I'm sure since they brought him in, he'll get rotation minutes. But that's somebody with a lot of experience and leadership that can add to that locker room. Yeah. Um, and they did they did lose on the coaching staff. John Terry is off the squad now. He's he's looking for a full-time job now, head, head role. Yes. So he's taking time off for the next couple of weeks. I, I saw he was rumored with Swansea City. Um, I definitely think he'll stay in England. I don't see him leaving England. Um, but if he does, that'd be nice for him. I definitely think after... He did the right move. I think he kind of did what Arteta did, just like a couple seasons as a assistant uh, to get like more one-on-one time with players and not be in the headlines as much. Uh, you get more experience in like the behind-the-scenes work. So I definitely think that's a good move for him. Uh, and good luck to him wherever he ends up. I'll be rooting for him. Yep. Um. Yeah, Man City haven't been doing much business. Uh, Crystal Palace, as of today, signed a quality player that we've touched on before, played for our boy Scotty P. Uh, Joachim Anderson officially signed on a five-year deal, I think, with Crystal Palace. Uh, so P- Patrick Vieira is still raking in all these young players. Um, they get him on a deal for $20 million and a five-year deal that expires in 2026. Um, he's already Premier League proven. Obviously... Played for a struggling side, but really shined on that team. Do you think this is a with that Mark uh, Gway signing from from Chelsea? Uh, do you think they're bulking up that defense? They're getting a lot more youth and speed in that into that team. Do you think that's the right move for them right now? I do. Um, replacing those older guys, like we talked, we've talked about for the past couple of weeks. Um, Palace are moving the older guys out, trying to bring the younger guys in. I think that's just the way that you have to do it. And if Vieira wants any chance of changing the way Palace play, or at least how they're perceived, then that is 100% what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, two solid young center backs there, um, both proven in England. Um, Guay competing in that Chelsea squad going out to the championship, and Anderson with Fulham doing a very nice job up for player of the month once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they replace guys like Gary Cahill and uh, Sacco and Scott Dan, a lot older, uh, more more crude players, if you can use that word. Um, but yeah. yeah, good signs for Vieira. It'll be interesting to see what they can do in the first couple games. Um, I think they can break the curse with this squad now, uh, finishing above like 13th. Uh, that's definitely something they need to shoot for is like top 10 because they're a team that can definitely push for it now with the, the signings they've made. Yeah. Um, Everton pretty quiet. They're not really linked with everybody. Anybody, uh, I know there were rumors with Kurt Zuma for a while, but they've kind of died out. Um, Benitez kind of trying to figure out his squad with what he has now, um, figuring out that DCL thing. Do you think there's a couple more attackers they need? I mean, we haven't seen. Um, there's been no official exit from Hamas, has there been? Or am no, I wrong? No, and honestly, dude, if you have Moise Keane and Richarlison and DCL, like. Just keep them and let's see what happens. You know, this is this is another year for Everton to kind of figure things out because they just got a new manager. Um, I believe Damari Gray came in too, so they have some options up there. Um, 
Towns, Anders Townsend, you know, he's he's not anything special. But um, with Moise Keen coming in after a banger year at PSG, um, I think that they just need to try what they have and and keep keep what they had last year because it wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Allen came in and that was huge. So we'll see. But I think Everton need to kind of just you know sit and and wait. Um, maybe they'll get some discounted players in towards the very end for depth reasons. Um, but I don't think they're in any desperate need of anything special here. Yeah. All right. So that, that completes all the confirmed deals. Now, I guess for the last 10 minutes, we're going to touch on some rumors, uh, if they make sense for the club or if not, and for what price would be a decent in our minds. Um, we got West Ham right now, or no, sorry, Tottenham, uh, uh, this one's really close. Apparently, we got Jesus Corona from Porto to Spurs, yeah. kind of filling in that winger role for Bale. They've already brought in Gill in that replacement deal for Lamella. Uh, now they're trying to fill in another spot there in that attacking positions to help out Son and Kane. Do you think this is a decent move? He's valued at 33 mil. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract, age 28 from Mexico. Uh, done a lot of time in Portugal uh, since 2015. So. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good move. Um he's quick. He's pretty quick. Um he'd be a solid addition into their midfield and even going forward, I think. Um that that that's a good move. I don't know I don't know if if they're going to be ready to to splash for that, but I bet that he speaks Portuguese uh after being in in Portugal for 5 years and I bet that sounds good to Nuno. Um so so that could be an interesting move. Uh, that's not necessarily a player that I that I would imagine Tottenham to be linked to. So so we'll have to see. I he he hasn't been on any transfer radars over the past few years. I know he was in contract, but that's an interesting move. Um, I think that could be good for them. Yeah, they just lo- like I said, they just lost Vinicius. So if you want to put him out on one of the wings, you know that that could be all right. Yeah, definitely. I think he could be all right. And I don't remember. Uh, I think Javier Hernandez is the last. Like, oh no, we got Jimenez. Yeah. I'm thinking of other big like Mexican players that have been in the Premier League uh, yeah. recently. Be like Jimenez and Raul Jimenez. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on. You touched on the Ben White deal. Um, I don't know how close this is. I don't know like where very they are. Medical. This is very yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. So, but the is thing this, is like, is, what is this the ideal defensive signing for you right now? Yeah, I mean Dest. He's the other one, but that um. They keep getting rebuffed, like they keep getting knocked off by Barca when they, when they, uh, when they inquire. So it looks like Barca kind of want to keep Dest. Those are the two that I think are kind of the ideal signings. Um, you want an English guy coming in, then Ben White's your guy. Fifty mil, little much, but if he performs like he has, um, you know, in the past, then I think it's a decent signing. I can't really complain. At least they're you know trying to fucking sign somebody for once. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't see this. Um, this deal that was done. Harry Wilson went to Fulham on a five year deal for 15 mil. Um, so I guess Jurgen didn't want to keep him around. He didn't think he'd play some time, but he's going to Fulham. Yep. Um, adds some depth to the wing. That's nice to see for Fulham. Good to you get for good for you guys. Yep. Um, there's still links with Ramsdale for Arsenal, keeping on with this Arsenal train. Um, is are you completely convinced? I know we talked on this before again and again with Leno. Um, do you think bringing in a guy like Ramsdale, would he start right away or eventually over the course of the season replace 
Leno, what, do you, what would your take be on that? I mean, I would like to get somebody in ASAP Rocky and have them starting, <laughs> to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that, that that's really what we need. I'm not happy with Leno. Wasn't happy with the way that he played last season. Thought he gave up um, just too many bullshit goals. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, mm-hmm. we need a new one. And Ramsdale, that'd be fine by me. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I'm seeing here is that that uh, Edward central forward from Celtic linked with Palace. He's been linked with a couple clubs. Um, I don't know how certain that is, but I think if Palace brings in another striker there, they they lost Batshuayi, went back to Chelsea. Uh, they only have Benteke up there, and um, there's another guy up there. I, I forget his name, but um, could improve in the attack centrally. Do you yeah. think a forward is the one thing they're missing in their attack right now? Yeah, for the most part, I I do. Okay. And then one more Premier League one before we can touch on some other leagues. Um, Danny Ings, do you think he stays with Southampton for the year? Or do you think he leaves? Yeah. So we we I think we touched very briefly on this last week. I just yeah. don't know if there's another landing spot that he's gonna perform. Like I think he performs well at Southampton when he's not injured, and I think that. He knows that, and I think the club knows that, and I just think that they're going to actually settle on a new deal. Um, I don't know any any side that are you know out looking for a guy like Danny Ings right now, injury prone in his late twenties. I just I don't know. I, I I can't really see him going anywhere else and being part of a team that contends at least. Right. Yeah, so. I totally agree with that. It's, he's in a tough situation because yeah. I know he was. He's linked with Tottenham for a while. That was with the whole uh, Kane move, yeah. but that that's kind of gone quiet. Um, so it's tough, tough for him there. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to other 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 leagues, I should say. Um, a guy linked with a lot of clubs right now, depending on who leaves the leaves and moves, is a uh, Kabak. Uh, potentially, he's been linked with Sevilla now. I, I saw earlier with Leicester. Um, do you think he showed enough with Liverpool in that short stint um, enough to make a move from Schalke, who I believe got relegated from the Bundesliga, did they? I mean, yeah, they did. And honestly, no, not really. Um, I think that he was, looked very sus, actually, for um, for Liverpool. I think nobody was really too happy. I know he's young, but I don't think anybody was happy with his performance, really. Um, so... Do I think he's earned a move away from earned at least the right to move away from Schalke? Yes. Do I think he moves to Sevilla, who may be looking for a potential replacement for Jules Kounde? He's certainly not that. Um, and that that's really all I have to say about that. I think that's I think most people would probably agree with that. Um, I'm looking through all these other teams. Uh, uh, I saw this one player whose contract's expiring soon is Leon Goretzka. Uh, his contract expires next summer. Um, do you think Bayern are taking it easy and going to resign him, or do you think somebody's going to snap him up? Can you repeat that? Leon Goretzka from Bayern. Oh Munich. yeah, he, he's on his last year of his current deal. Do you think Bayern's going to resign him, or do you think somebody's going to take his talents elsewhere? Or do you uh, think he's going to take his talents elsewhere? I think they're going to sign him. I think he'll be like the next Muller, like not in the position sense, but. Um, like in terms of what he provides for the club, he's been there for a long time. And I just think like, he's one of those guys like Philip Lom who like never leaves because he's just so solid and he can play everywhere. Um, I, I just don't see him leaving. 
Yeah, he was another guy that left um, Schalke. Yeah. I think Bayern, I'm looking here on his record, Bayern snapped him up for three and a half mil. Or no, that's Schalke, sorry. Schalke signed him for three and a half mil and then sold him on a free. Yep. I don't know how they did that. They Bayern, always do that shit, bro. Bayern is the best club in the world that does business um, as one of the big big teams. They just have the best scouting, like, anywhere. Yeah. They're so good with that shit. Um... Looking here, there was one guy, Julian Brandt's been linked with a lot of different clubs, attacking mid from Dortmund. Um, he was a guy for a little while that was with a lot of potential, like the next Royce, kind of. He moved from Leverkusen to Dortmund a few seasons ago, back in 2019, for 27.5 mil. Um, do you see him at that same value, or do you think uh, his, he's going to pretty much stay in Germany for the rest of his life? I think he'll probably stay in Germany, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, that value is just a little inflated. Okay. And then uh, touching on La Liga real quick, uh, we already touched on Pogba to PSG and all that. Uh, PSG, now that they're bringing in all these new players, we've touched on Wijnaldum, Donnarumma, Ramos, um, Hakimi. Yep. Um, so they need to start selling people. And one of those is Alfonso Ariola, the goalkeeper. Um, now that they have Donnarumma and Navas both at the club, uh, Ariola is definitely going to leave. He was a guy that played for that Fulham squad as well with Anderson and had, was another one of those top pl- performers. Um, he's linked right now with West Ham potentially. Um, do you think he, he's going to come back to the Prem? Do you think after one season in the Prem he enjoyed it? Yeah, I think he will. Um, I think I think for a lot of guys, um, him included, they get one season of the Prem and they're like, mm, I don't, I can't see myself going anywhere else. You don't typically see a guy get alone in the prem, I think, and then just instantly decide they don't like it and move on. Um, And and the players that have successful careers, I think they see the challenge. They enjoy the challenge. They, they like it and they embrace it. And that's how they get better by, by hanging out and staying um, and, and developing as players. So I think, yes, he'll, he'll come back. And then there was uh, one more move before we close uh, with, for Dortmund. Uh, they picked up that Malin from PSV. Yeah. They signed him on a, on a Daniel Malin. They signed him on a five-year deal for 33 mil, uh, right what the market has him valued at. Um, a nice, bright, young talent for the Dutch, or Netherlands, I should say, been playing at PSV for four, three years now. And previously, he was with the Arsenal U23s. Yep. I didn't even know that. That's wild. But uh, he's a great young talent. Um, Dortmund, obviously, we know this already without saying, but they're great uh, selection. They already have always have great selection of young talent. Um, they always have. They always sign the next guy up for when their big players leave. Uh, so he's a great replacement for Sancho, right? Or do you think it's he's overhyped? That's a tough one. Um, I guess it's a good replacement. I mean. You're not pay like you're not paying as much, so I think it's a decent decent replacement. They got a ton of money in for Sancho. Yeah, they they um, sold Sancho for ninety hundred mil. That's so they, much, and, and they buy somebody for a third of the price. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Even if he's even if he's a third as good, like they have Dortmund has so many other young talented players. Yeah. Like, it's it is what it is. That that's almost my response. Like, fuck it. If he's good, he's good. If he sucks, then he sucks, and they try again. They have great scouts too, you know. Yeah, they got guys like Reyna, Holland, yeah. obviously. Um, Royce. Royce is a diehard there. Thorgan Hazard. Yep. Uh, just to name a few. So, And then the, uh, Brandt, obviously. Julia. So they have a, 
they they always have a great plethora of young German talent and also players from around the globe. (laughs) So uh, I guess that pretty much wraps up our transfer saga for the last three weeks. Uh, Like Evan said, next week will be our Premier League predictions for the year. So that will be a much longer episode than this one has been. Um, Probably we're going to try to keep it shorter than the previous one, but uh, obviously things happen. Uh, and then the following week, like he said, we're going to get into our week one preview. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of hype around it. Um, I'll be all, I'm going to be on a five day break then from work from the 10th to the 14th. So I'm going to be watching all the games. I will probably be betting on them. Yeah. Uh, we'll yet to see. I, I want to talk to you about some like a competition okay. later. We can probably, we can, we can touch on the details there and then tell. Uh, all the listeners back home uh, next week what we come up with. But cool. that's something I thought uh, brainstorming. Uh, but other than that, check out all of our socials at Post20Pod on Insta and Twitter. Uh, there will be a lot more uh, posted on those in the upcoming weeks with the season revving up. And then also for our streaming platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Post20. Uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, help us. Or leave a comment and help us figure out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Um, and uh, if you guys want, check over our, our YouTube for our older videos uh, that we recorded so you can watch them. Uh, leave a like, hit the red subscribe button, and hit that notification bell so you're notified uh, whenever we post a new video or if we decide to live stream like we've done in the past. Yep. Um, and then other than that, Evan, Evan anything else you want to add to close? Nah, that's it. We're gonna get to the golf course. We'll let you guys know how shit. Oh went. yeah. And uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you guys. Yeah.